Praise you. Thank you, Pastor Hood. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the greatest thing going on in town right now. Amen. Nothing backed up to a wall, plugged in, and we're dropping our money in today. Huh? With very little promise of yield. No, you and I are in the presence of the Lord with the guarantee that in His presence there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore such a sweet presence of the Lord here this afternoon. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Praise God. We give honor to first and foremost this great church, and um, I've said this for years, um, great preachers don't make great churches, great churches make great preachers, and uh, I, we appreciate when honor is given, it's a biblical principle, but also Oftentimes, there's much honor that's bestowed on the, the ministry. And the fact of the matter is, if it wasn't for you, good saints, there wouldn't even be any need for the ministry. Amen. So, uh, we're here and we do what we do because you're here and God loves you. And so, we honor you and thank you for your loyalty and your continued support of Pastor and Sisterhood, and we're praying um, that soon it'll be more little hoods running around here, praise God, amen, God, and um, we give honor to them, and Brother Mayo is standing here, and not often that I get these public opportunities, um, but I'll include him and his wife also. Um, I admire the courage of these great folks, and, and in no way, please, I don't say this in a patronizing tone, I, but I am Holy Ghost proud what the Lord has, has done with Brother and Sister Hood and Brother and Sister Mayo. I've been around Cornerstone for a while now, and I watch God begin to deal with the hearts of these, at that time was young men. I guess I started coming to Cornerstone, I don't know, it's probably been 16 years ago, at least. And uh, in fact, it's probably one of the longest running history that I have of any church, and so many people have a desire, but 
man, it takes courage to take that first step. And uh, both of these men have just, someone didn't pave the way for them. Um, they heard from the Lord and they moved on that. And stepped back and watched God fulfill his word. Is, it is so fulfilling. And um, I know you guys may think that others are the ones that are really spearheading this but in my opinion true warriors are the the church starters and the home missionaries and these are the people that are really chipping something out and so I honor you and what you're doing here brother Mayor what you're doing in South Spokane and uh, now brother what you're doing sparks and if God tarries let it be said 25 years from now I hope that what has happened in Spokane, I, I believe that we'll be able to say the same thing about Northern Nevada. <clears throat> it's got a very similar feel. It really does. And um, honestly, bro, I was thinking today, um, that first building that I preached in for Brother Mayo, um, the sanctuary wasn't much bigger than this really wasn't and uh, look where they're at now and I'm just believing God for that praise God let me believe that's the will of God <laughs> and then we have then we have old men with us here today no veterans veterans elders it's always good to have elders with us Brother Winkler, we give you honor. It's good to have you here today with us. Yeah. Started a great church in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And now his son's pastoring that. And uh, the Lord's just doing great things there. Brother Riley, I just, I know the Lord has put you where he's put you for a great purpose. And I look at you and Brother Hood and I, the verse came to mind today that your brothers were meant for adversity. I think sometimes, I think sometimes men misinterpret that. Or they live their lives as if they've misinterpreted that. Like, it doesn't mean they were meant to fight with each other. It was meant they were meant to fight shoulder to shoulder. Praise God. And uh, Souls, Souls Harbor and ARC, this just, I'm taking a moment. I know you're standing. The problem is preacher usually doesn't get his chicken until after church. And I've already had my chicken today, so <laughs> it could be a long afternoon. But these two churches and you being here, is, it's, it's a big deal. And, and there ought to be a whole lot of more of that going on, and, and, and it's not. And I could say a lot about that, and I'm not going to because I'd be preaching to the choir. You're here today supporting one another, having this service together, and I believe it pleases the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. 
2 Corinthians chapter 3. Brother Mayo, he's trying to do that in Spokane, but that knucklehead in the north, he's just not, he doesn't cooperate very well. He's kind of a long ranger. So y'all pray for Brother Gamboa, I pray. I'm just a picking. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to do something that I do best. I'm going to take something that Brother Prado would take and cause us all to stay here today with our mouths hanging open. And I'm going to take it and make it real simple. <laughs> no, he had a gift for bringing it down to where we are. But I hope to do that today. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 18, but we all... I can't give you a different Greek translation of that. We all is just we all. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, that means you. Turn around and look at your neighbor, other neighbor and say, that means you. We all. With open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Would you give me, I think I want the, oh Lord help us, I, I think I want the verse before that. Could you give me the verse before that? Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is. I'm going to bring that on home today, I promise you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now give us verse 18. Behold, we all. There, there's no passes given out. There's no, there's no exceptions, exemptions. It's going to happen. Everybody's got to enter through the same door. But we all with an open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Something happened about five minutes before they gave me the pulpit in Spokane. I guess it was Two, Sunday, two Sundays ago. Um, ever since then, I've not been able to escape this. I don't know that a single subject has ever just continued just to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, grow and, uh, 
and I just can't get it out. And I knew days ago that I was going to share some of this here today. Um, a lot of times I come up with a better title as I'm preaching, but for the sake of just your attention and kind of a handle, um, I want to talk to you this afternoon from this thought, the key, someone say the key to change, the key, say the key to change, subtitled, my, say my, my metamorphosis, my metamorphosis. Would you lift your hands and ask God to help us here for the next few moments? Come on, somebody open your heart. You can be seated. A metamorphosis is a major change in the appearance or the character of somebody or something. Metamorphosis is not something that happens immediately. There's a process to metamorphosis. Metamorphosis in the world of biology is major change in the form or structure of some animal or insect that happens as that animal or insect, watch now, grows in to becoming an adult. The key in our text here today is, there's several keys, what I really eventually want to get is the, what I believe is the single key to change. Is that we understand that he tells us, in fact, the word change there is the Greek word metamorpha, where we get the word metamorphosis, but it's, it's from glory to glory. Now, I'd like to begin tonight by, or this afternoon, by underlining where that change or what makes that change possible. It's only by the Spirit of God. I'm not against counselors. We could talk about that at another time. I think there's a place and a position for a degree of that. Certain things probably shouldn't even... I've made that statement because it opens a can of, of worms. But I want you to know at the end of the day that there are programs that are provided. There are people that have been helped. I personally, because of just my thirst for knowledge, have looked over the, the AA program. And there's some 
some wonderful things there. There's a lot of things actually within that program that I agree with. But please hear me today. I believe that every person in this building today could have a miracle of metamorphosis, a change. But there's only one, there's only one way that's going to happen. Not against marriage counseling, but um, I'm just telling you, there's, there's only one way that a marriage can go through a state of metamorphosis and be changed for the better, and that's it's God. God's the only one that can do that. The good news is that He wants to do that. In fact, that's His greatest desire. Nothing more that God wants to do today in this service. I feel Him here. He has drawn Himself near to this service. There's nothing more that He wants to do than to begin to change things in your life. That is the business that God's in. God is in the business of changing people's lives. That's what miracles are. Miracles, it's metamorphosis. And God has a miracle for each and every person in this place. I need somebody to help me right now. I contending with my shoulders squared. I understand generational spirits. I understand when you look at it just on the surface, it may look like there's generational curses. But I want you to know that there is a name and there is a spirit, Jesus Christ, that's greater than any genetic. I really felt the start this way. I want somebody to hear me right now. Jesus is greater than your genetics. You may come from four generations of alcoholics, but that doesn't mean that you have to be an alcoholic. Jesus can change that. That's what makes this church different. That's God sent a man here, and it's because I believe that the man he sent, I believe that God wants to do metamorphosis not only in men. I believe there is something happening in the atmosphere of this city and of this region, a metamorphosis. Come on, a metamorphosis, a God-fearing, a God-acknowledging. Come on, I'm telling you right now, that godless, that godless culture has had its day, and I believe that it's coming to an end. I believe there's a God consciousness and a God awareness. God didn't send Brother Hood here. God didn't bring you here. Come on, for us to sit over in the shadows and watch New Age spirits. Come on and take over. Come on, secularism. Come in and take over. Atheism and agnosticism. Are you hearing me right now? Jesus Christ wants to step in to this part of the country. Come on and do a work of metamorphosis in the lives of men. Hallelujah. I know this is a celebration here today, and I'd like nothing more than to give a lot of attention to Brother Hood and to this church, but this church would like nothing more, come on, than, than, to, than to celebrate this day by you being delivered, by God touching your mind, by you being set free from depression. 
One of the first things that I encountered, I'm quite sensitive to it, and I believe it's because it's one of the great purposes that God's given me in life. But one of the first things that I encountered when we drove into this city at 7.15 last night and I began to encounter the spiritual traffic of this area is the spirit of suicide. Let me tell you something. Jesus wants to change that. Jesus wants to change that. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The hopelessness, the darkness. As I begin to encounter the traffic of the Spirit, it's people who have literally, come on, they're not even in search anymore. Come on, it's a hopelessness of what's the use to even live. Come on, it hasn't changed and it never will change. I've come to tell you, come on, when Jesus steps into the situation, everything, the possibility of everything changing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty from glory to glory. The way the Spirit of the Lord works, are you hearing me right now? It's from glory to glory. It's never stagnant. Come on. It's from glory to glory where the Spirit of the Lord is moving. Well, this is where this was where I was five years. No, where the Spirit of the Lord is. God is about growth. God is about and sometimes, come on, Brother Mayo, it, the increments seem so small that you can't hardly measure them. Come on. But when you've got the Spirit of the Lord working in your life, you're not just standing still. You're not going backwards. Come on. It's glory to glory. I want to preach to somebody right now. Thank God for the dimension of revival that you've come to in the last five years. But there's another dimension. There's a greater dimension. Thank God for the revival that we've had. It's from glory to glory. Change. The issue tonight or this afternoon is not if God will. That's not the issue. The issue is not if God will for you. That's not the issue. The issue is not if God wants to or if God wants to for you. That's not the issue. We see metamorphosis. Change. From glory to glory. But it's the first part of this verse that caught my attention. It says, but we all. So I've already said there's no exemptions. There's no exceptions. There's change. There's an opportunity for change for everybody, Pastor. But the corridor, the portal. For metamorphosis, every man has got to come through the same door. But we all. I've seen a lot of people receive the miracle of metamorphosis in their lives. I've seen a lot of people change. I've seen people that were alcoholics. I've seen people that were drug addicts. I've seen people that were bound by perversion. Every, every imaginable and unimaginable thing. I have watched the Lord over the last 24 years. 
I've watched the work of metamorphosis. I've seen metamorphosis in men. I've seen metamorphosis in genealogies. I've seen metamorphosis in churches. I've seen metamorphosis in cities. That's the business God's in. He's in the business of taking what is wrong and making it right. That's the kingdom of God. He's making, he's in the business of taking what is out of alignment and putting it back into alignment. He's in the business of taking crooked paths and making them straight. But we all. Standing there in Spokane a few weeks ago, I just, like faces. It's kind of where it started. I started thinking about all the people that just come to mind immediately that I've I've seen change. Watching them be continually be changed from glory to glory. I don't know it was God, but I'm constantly contrasting. There's so much to be extrapolated and gleaned from contrast. I contrast characters. I I just I want to see the, the I want to see the things that are common, but I also want to see I'm constantly pulling this stuff apart. I want to, I want to know how it works. I, I, I just want a car to start. I could care less what's going on under the hood. Just start when I turn the key. But this miracle business and this revival business, I want to know how it works. And I'm pulling it apart, brother. I've got it pulled apart all the time. And I'm trying to find similarities and that connects to that. And I'm, I'm always connecting dots and watching patterns and I started thinking of all these people, churches, situations, and then commonalities and similarities, and I began to run streams through all of that. But we all, somebody say, but we all, the key to change. There's so much theologically, there's so much that could be unpacked from this verse, layers and layers and layers, but it's, it's one, there's one portion of this of this, if this verse that I have never heard anybody touch, and there's no new thing under the sun, so I'm sure it's been touched, but I've never heard it touched, and I, I, I'm so sorry. If God would have showed me this before, I would have gone. I would have come down this road before because there's a key. There's a key to change here, and you, you might think, well, the key to change is that the Spirit of the Lord is there. Well, that, that's, that's it in part. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I start thinking of the commonalities. They got a miracle. God did that in their, in, in, in their marriage. And that happened in that city. And that happened in that church. And, and, then, and then just, and I know it's five minutes before, I think it was Brother Jordan that put me uh, in the pulpit that, that, that morning. But it was five minutes and it was quick. But then right behind that, Brother Mayo, it was flashes of people that, that I was in services with that, that the Spirit of the Lord was there. But the change never come. And I'm starting to contrast. They got a miracle and, and they didn't. And, and, and they were delivered and they weren't. And they overcome depression and they've still got it. And they got off of medicated drugs and they're still burning their brains up. Come on. And, 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 and what did they do? See, it, God is an equal opportunity kind of God. 
I've seen, I've seen it in the same service, the same preacher, the same message. I've seen it on the same row. Two people have a need, and one person leaves. Come on, with the work of metamorphosis alive in their life, and the other person leaves. I hope somebody will hear me right now. Unchanged. They were moved, but they leave unchanged. Was God any different to that one than he was that one? Was he any less powerful? The Spirit of the Lord was there. The Word was there. Come on, I've even seen both people moved by what God was doing. The Spirit, the Spirit, the key is where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And the next verse, come on, follow me. This is what I'd never paid, paid attention to. But you go to the next verse, and it begins to talk about an open face. I've heard a lot of people do a lot of teaching, but it's not often that anybody spends any time on the open face. The difference between the one who left with the work of metamorphosis alive in their life and the one that went home still depressed and still bound. Come on. One man chose to open up while the other man chose to stay shut down. I'm going to preach this right now. I'm going to preach this right now. Come on. That's why we go to conferences. Come on. One man is challenged. Come on. One man goes home and he has revival. He receives the word of faith. And the other man goes home and he resigns his church. Come on. Because of hopelessness. Was it any less God for the other man? No. One man was open and the other was not. Ladies and gentlemen, the key to change. Come on. The key to change is you've got to get your spirit open. You've got to let the walls down. You can't hide behind hurt. You can't hide behind pride. Until my change, until my change comes. But change, change is the result. Change is the consequence, if you will of an open face. I said change is the consequence of an open face. And if change is glory to glory, oh I'm gonna preach this some I'm gonna preach this to somebody right now. If it's, if it's metamorphosis that, that doesn't all happen at once, if, if sometimes there's a process and there is a process, you hear me, it's not just God working in, incrementally in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, getting open is not just something you do in a moment. you got to get open and stay open. That's the importance of being in every service. I'm not just going to show up with my hands in my pocket. I'm going to show up with my heart open. Come on. Because that's the key to change. I've got to have an open heart. Never even connected these two verses. But I hope you have an aha moment. I pray for a Holy Ghost epiphany. I hope somebody's already, I hope it's already hit somebody. I'm going to say it again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Jesus told, it was in the letter, but he said, I stand at the door and knock. I 
I noticed something about that this morning I've, I, that I, I, apparently I've, I, I'd forgotten. I stand outside the door. I knock. If any man will open the door. I will sup with him. Watch this. And he with me. So staying shut down not only keeps God from sharing with you what he has to share with you, but when you stay shut down, it's impossible for you. The pred openness is predicated. I'm open to him. He's open to me. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I'm just going to use these two ladies as an example. The spirit of the Lord is here right now. The, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Well, she goes home free and she stays bound. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Is. It's not speaking of what's going on out here. The reason she goes, I'll flip it around. It's equal opportunity here. The reason she goes home changed and she goes home sad. Come on, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It can be in the house, but until it gets in the house, this is what you read of the Pauline epistles of the perfect law of liberty, and I'm preaching it to you right now in real simple form. The perfect law of liberty is I've got to let the spirit of the Lord. It's not enough that it's in the service. It's got to be in my spirit. It's not enough that it's in the house. It's got to be in my heart. And the spirit of the Lord can't get in my heart if I'm not open to it. seen, and we love to categorize things, so I've, I've actually seen both situations. I've seen the lesser, unscathed and untouched. To the naked carnal eye, well, that would have been easier for God to do than that. It, that the issue is not what's easier or harder to God. Are you open? I won't do it. I started to do it just for effect. But you ought to go start running some concordance searches and see what I'm talking about. I'll just give you one in passing. Jesus looked at a man who laid on the porches for 38 years. And he said, he was there. He had already healed lame people. He had already opened blinded eyes. But he says to him, wilt thou? Are you open to this? And here's the deal. Is this too simple? This is, this is some basic 101 stuff here that, that unfortunately, that there's a lot of people that have that never been made privy of this. It's glory to glory. So metamorphosis is something that happens over time. Some things happen immediately. That's a, that's a miracle. A healing is something that's progressive. And some change is progressive. So in order for God to continue to work, God, I don't want to make you feel dumb. I'm not trying to make it too simple. But you've got to stay open. Well, I got the Holy Ghost, and it didn't all change. 
Well, you got to get the Holy Ghost again. That's why, that's why we're admonished. Come on, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the Holy Ghost not because I want to sound like Osama bin Laden. I pray in the Holy Ghost because when I get in the Holy Ghost, it's me getting my spirit open, and I'm going to keep my spirit open. You see these people down here dancing like this? I don't know if I could ever do that. If you're getting a change in your life, if you're in the middle of God doing metamorphosis on you, you're down here praising God because when I'm praising God, I've got my heart open. Yes, worship honors God. Yes, praise gives him glory. But I'm going to tell you something else about praise. Praise helps us get our heart open. Well, I've been hanging around here two years, and I still got some of the same problems I had two years ago. They're not. You are not where you want to be, but you're not where you were two years ago. And if you become discouraged because of where you're not, instead of being thankful for where you're not, I'm talking to some of you new converts. You shut down. Still, deal, still dealing with my husband that won't come to church with me. Well, I can promise you if you quit and you shut down, he ain't ever going to come to church with you. God, forgive me. This is so simple. I feel silly. But it's revelatory. You, uh, quit, what's quitting ever? You know the only thing God can't fix? There's one thing God can't fix is quitting. I'm just going to quit because my husband won't come into the church. Well, you just let me know in your quitting state if he comes into the church while you're sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself. But I have seen the husband come into church. I have seen the children come into the church. I have seen the family come into the church. But the key to the metamorphosis is somebody kept their spirit open. Somebody kept the door open. Somebody kept their heart open. the spirit of the Lord there is liberty and so finally it makes sense and it should make sense to you now why two people sitting in the same service was the spirit of the Lord there 100% they started with a couple of tears They went to grab the pew. They went to fiddle with their phone. They went to grab the person's baby in front of them. But you get past allowing a couple of those tears to trickle down your cheek. You start, you start opening yourself up. Obviously, lifting your hands is a universal sign of surrender. But it dawned on me not too long ago in a service why it's so hard for people to lift their hands. Watch what happens. 
Watch your, the breastbone. Watch what it does. It opens you up. I've never seen anybody receive a miracle doing this. Or this. Sam Emery, the Flip Wilson of Pentecost. He, he brother, he, he's charcoal black. He black, brother. You, you know who Flip Wilson is? Sam, Sam Emery, the Flip Wilson of Pentecost. Pastored many years in Merced. I remember, though, him talking about his conversion. He was a doctor or something. Some kind of, maybe he was a registered nurse. I don't know, he was in the medical field. But he was sitting towards the back, and the Holy Ghost got to moving. I, he said, I reached up, grabbed the chair in front of me. He said, I was holding on for dear life. And he said, when I looked down, my knuckles were turning white. He said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just don't make me a white man. You got to open up. One of the most powerful encounters I ever seen anybody have with God was a man that they called Careberry, Fresno, California, Brother Morton's old church. He had hair down about right here. Big old dude. How he got the name Careberry, I don't know. Looked like a polar bear, maybe, or a grizzly bear. It didn't look like Careberry. Man, I could I didn't even get through I didn't even get I didn't even get finished, Sister Jana. And I'll never forget him darting down that side aisle. And I was on the other side of the platform, and I started coming to him. And when I got into hearing distance, I heard him say this. First of all, he didn't know how to raise his hand. But you talk about a story. He had his fist balled up, threw his hands up in the air, got himself open. He lived his life shut down. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And when I got in hearing distance, I heard him say these words, Lord, you know I'm nothing but a dirty dog. And I reached to put my hand on his head, but he barely got dog out of his mouth. And he started speaking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave the utterance. One, there's one reason, one reason, and only one reason that Jesus could not do miracles where he wanted to do miracles more than anywhere else in the world. That's it, sis. It says unbelief, but the bottom line is they weren't open to it. And the Bible says, except, here it is, here's the contingency, except heal a few sick people. You know why they were the exception? It's somebody in an alley somewhere that got away from the coercion of the crowd that opened up to him. He came and he went. And I'm not convinced, Brother Winkle. 
I am not convinced. That they didn't know. They just weren't thinking. He said, how often we try to bring a hen that would gather her chicks. They refused. They weren't, they weren't open to it. That man, the man of the gathering, I don't know, he's one guy, Sister Janet, I don't know if he even meant to get a miracle. I don't know if he meant to. But you get open. He was full of devils. And the Bible says he fell and he, and he worshiped. I don't know if he even meant to get a miracle. But if you get around this right here and you get your spirit open. shut down. We have our little routines. Like I, I, I go to pray, and I could feel somehow I'm I'm coming to a close. Don't get excited; it could still be 15 minutes. All I did was say what somebody else thought, and it's probably your wife. It's like I could feel. I, this is nothing new. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody that has heard that knock. You've been in services just like this. Stay bound. Stay shut down. Stay mad. Stay closed. Stay bitter. Stay, you you. Do you know, I, I didn't realize, Brother Winkler, how big of a motif this was and how much of everything that God instructs us to do goes back to getting open. Even forgiving folks. Unforgiveness is somebody that shut the door. People who harbor unforgiveness, it's a closed door. Well, when you start forgiving people, brother, that's one of the reasons. It's not just to let somebody in your past off the hook. Brother, when I forgive, I'm opening the door. Come on. I'm opening the door to forgiveness. I'm opening the door to mercy. I'm opening the door. That's why you feel so good after you forgive. It's because you got the door back open. And God says, all right, now we can continue with the change. Come on. I said, now we can continue with the change. Now we can go forward with the metamorphosis. 
Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. He says, but we are. Can't get around it. Man, I'm in this. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally jousting with people. But my nature. And then I've even seen, and I'm sure it's up here, because I'm aware of things that are going on up here. Then, then people will give me the, the cultural view. I'm going to tell you right now, brother, there ain't, there ain't a bias or a prejudice bone in my body. But you hear me. I don't care if you're brown, red, yellow, white. But we all. Don't, don't give me the Mexican pride. Don't give me the Native American stoicism. I Don't. Hey. I got more Cherokee. You don't want to mess with me. You got you to gotta get open. But we all. And let me, while I'm just dealing with this, don't rob yourself of a miracle by letting your mind, or it's the devil working with your mind, that these are just a bunch of senseless idiots, a bunch of emotional misfits. No, we are people that are currently in a change. Come on. And we figured out when we get our spirit open. care how bad you've been hurt. You have to stay open. I don't care how many men have hurt you. You've got to stay open to God. Because the, the work that's going on in your life, it may not happen overnight, but the change is continuing. It's from glory to glory, and the change is continuing. The current of change is contingent on whether I stay closed or I stay open. And the scripture repeats itself. It's not filling space. It's not for just redundancy's sake. The law of pedagogy teaches us, first of all, that we, we learn through repetition. But also there are times that are not times, but when Scripture repeats itself, it's because it's trying to make a point. Hey, this is important. And there's a powerful song. In fact, it's one of my favorite songs. And it talks, brother, you can't find, you can't find Scripture that paints a picture of God in any more of a powerful position. The king of glory. The king of glory. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. You, he, brother, he's dawned in all, every bit of power that he has. That, that song depicts him in it. He's dawned in it. Ready to do battle. There's contingencies to change. Lift up your head. 
Sister Janice, slip up here. Just you. Lift up your head. Now, there's some theological discussion. I think both are applicable. I won't bore you with both discussions. I will just tell you that one of the strong beliefs of what this is speaking of is not just the opening of the doors to the temple of the tabernacle, but the opening of the gates to the city. Lift up your head. I could go back and read the procedure. I won't. I'll just tell you that the head, the head was a type of deal that was dropped into place at the top of the gates. Now, if you think it's just, all this is just irony, you, you, <laughs> you need to open your spirit. In fact, oftentimes, and I've seen depictions of this, that what was called a head, that they would actually shape it as a head. But the purpose of the head was that when that head was in place, when it was dropped down, it was grooved. Sometimes it had to be lifted with pulleys or by the sheer strength of men, but it was grooved, and when it was dropped down in its slot, it secured the gate from coming open. The only way you could get the gate open is to remove the head. The head was heavy. The head was cumbersome. It was a load. It was a deal. Oftentimes the pulleys will malfunction and it took several men because of the weight of the head. Why do you think when Paul was addressing the soldier there in the book of Ephesians, salvation was not associated with the shield or the sword. the helmet of salvation. It's, it's the head. Why do you think that Calvary was the place of the skull? The head is what determines whether or not if the head is not lifted, the gate can't come open. And so your spirit, that's why you, you, you're you going to have a hard time any time in Scripture disconnecting the head from the heart it's one's connected to the other and if I don't engage him with my mind I can't open my spirit to him battle the great contingency for change is what Jesus said to the man there laying at the pool of Bethesda wilt thou oh the concordance search I didn't tell you about is you just go through your Bible and look at all the places where the will of man. God can. Obviously, the power of God is the most powerful thing in all of the world. It's just that God won't. He can. He won't. He won't bypass the will of man. If he bypassed the will of man, there would be no such thing as worship. Because worship is, it's on our own accord. It's the will. 
And so being open is easier for some than it is others. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And I've seen some of you open, lift the head and open the gates in the beginning of this service, and I've watched some of the others. It's just, it's just too much. The miracle starts in your mind. And then it doesn't stop there, brother, because we don't know this. It takes That's my job security is making you privy to stuff like this. The gate not only kept things in, but the gate was there to keep things out. The greatest times of trepidation within the gates was when the gates were open. Because when the gates were open, the people within the gates were exposed and they felt vulnerable. If it's easy for you to be open, count your blessings. Because it's not for all of us. Abuse. Life, infidelity, heartbreak, loss, the long list of things. Some people live their whole lives, never open themselves up. I swore I'd never do it again, Brother Marks. Please, please, please. Don't reject and refuse Jesus because of the track record of other people in your life. Lift up your heads. It's not one verse. He repeats himself. Why? Because this is a hard thing for us. Do whatever you got to do to get the head out of its socket. That's why sometimes I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's not going to be a secret anymore. That's why sometimes we say, Reach over and get your neighbor by the hand. There were times, Brother Winkler, that I didn't feel like I could touch him. So you know what I do? Is I'll touch somebody that I know is touching him. It's not just because we're, we tell you to pray for one another or with one another all the time. Just because we're a bunch of touchy feet of people. No. It's easier when you get somebody helping you. You get that head out of its grooves and its sock, out of its socket. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lift, lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Watch. And the King of glory shall come in. difference between all those that sat on the front row and listened to him teach that left the same way they came and the guy that they dropped down through the ceiling. I wish I could tell you that proximity was enough. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Proximity is not enough. 
Well, maybe I'll just get close enough to the splash that a little bit of splash on me. Not if your spirit's not open. I walk back to a guy. I promise I'm done with this. I almost didn't tell you this because I'm trying to get you to open up and not close off. And if I guess the Lord assured me that this wouldn't shut you down. I'm not a tarot card reader. I don't read palms. But the Lord does, he does talk and he does speak. I walked back to a man one night. It was moving, much like it's moved in this service today. Sister Winkler, big building, but he was kind of in this vicinity towards the back. The Lord showed me everything. He had a wife that was a musician. He had couple of girls that were praise singers. I went back to him in a very broken state. Nobody had moved to the front because God's a gentleman. And really, he's not in the business of causing you embarrassment. Just look, you got to be open. Watch those first three words, and we'll see if you're listening of our text. But we all. I went back to him and I said, this is the car that she's driving. It's like the Lord just went. I said, this is where you've been meeting. I said, this is how long this has been going on. And I seen his chin start. I said, here's the deal, though. I said, God sent me back here tonight to tell you that if you repent and turn from your wicked ways, that he would cover this in his blood. You don't have to destroy your marriage. You don't have to destroy your kids. I mean, God put his finger just wham. I watched the words Brother Mayo form in his mouth. I seen him push his tongue. The roof of his mouth. The first thing he said was no, and I said yes. And I watched again. He said, I can't. And I said, you can. And he started walking backwards. And he walked backwards all the way to the back doors saying, can't. And I was hollering at him, can't. One more time he got to the doors and he looked at everybody and looked at me again and he said, can't. And I said, you can. Tears weren't there anymore. The chin wasn't trembling anymore. There's contingency to change. And he turned, and the last time I seen that man, he was running across the parking lot to his car. 
Last I heard, his wife had had multiple mental breakdowns. On the one, one she spent one stand in a mental institution. Both of those girls are not in the church. There's not even a vestige. There's not even any remains of what was the last I heard of that family. Is that the way God wanted that to end? Tell me, is that the way he wanted that to end? No. Even in that man's foolishness and stupidity, God would have turned that completely around. But he did not have an open face. He was living behind a lie. And God can't fix that. Most important thing that will ever happen in your life is not Jesus coming to you. The most important decision you will ever make in your life is Jesus coming to you and you opening the door and saying, come in. gone. Let's stand. Brother Winkler, I'm sure, and you're a student of Scripture, and I know, and I've heard some great messages preached, what he was evoking and what he was connecting to, and I think all those are applicable. But whether it's a blind Bartimaeus, whoever it was, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says, and Jesus stood still. And I am a student of Scripture, and I believe there's something to all of that, the name. And I, but today, for the sake of what we're talking about, I think the bottom line, Jesus stopped because he heard a man who was opening up. Well, but there was people all around him. I mean, you really, you want to really get theological. Let's get the, you like the, let's get the, let's talk about the Gentile conclusion. The Gentile conclusion. You owe it to a man by the name of Cornelius who was open. He had a long list of things that he could, could have used as an excuse as, Cornelius didn't know any better and was open and yet you got people that knew better that were closed. In fact, we talk, let's talk about contrast. Here's you something for next week. Go preach this. There, here's your contrast. Just hit me. 
I think it's worthy of mention. I never contrasted Cornelius and Demas. Brother, it did come down to one thing. Demas was afforded. Brother, you couldn't have been afforded any more opportunity. Oh, the man had Paul at his everyday access. Judas had Jesus at his everyday access. Shame has contingencies. If any man It's the first prerequisite of being a disciple. If any man, there we go again, but we all, if any man, my culture, or my nature, or my gender, come on, men. No, but nothing more powerful than for a man to open his spirit to the Holy Ghost. He said, I would that men, you want to know my, what my will is? He said, I would that all men, come on, everywhere could lift up their hands without wrath or doubting. I want men to be open. Reach over and connect with somebody. If you don't know what's been done to me, I said I'd never open up again. You don't know what was said. You don't know what I was exposed to. You don't know. You don't know the way I was raised. I've been hard like this my whole life. Get a hold of somebody close to you and let's pray right now. Lord, help us to live with an open face. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. I'm opening my heart to you, Jesus. Come in and sup with me. Come on, it not only gives, it not only gives God access to the man, it gives man access to God. But you got to open up your heart. If any man... Too many people jump to taking up the cross. No, first, deny yourself. Here's what I want. I don't care if you're brand new. I don't care if you've been around this your whole life. You need a miracle today. You need, you need metamorphosis. You need change. Brother Marks, there may be variables to victory, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark one off today. If the only thing keeping me from victory is me being open, I'm going to make sure that one's off the table. You need God to do something. Don't be afraid. Well, I'm the only one. No, there's a bunch of people, and I'm going to make sure... 
that I, before I leave this service, that I exemplify, that I ensample, that I show forth, that I'm open. Whatever God, whatever you want to do in my life, whatever you want to do in northern Nevada, whatever you want to do in this church, whatever you want to do in our marriage, whatever you want to you need God to work in your life. I want you to come stand. We're not, we're not going to pile up today. We're going to stand. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Don't ever let it be said, Brother Mayo. I don't want it to ever be said of me. It was there, but I wasn't open to it. He was there, but I wasn't open to it. Healing was there, but I wasn't open to it. Forgiveness was there, but I wasn't open to it. Mercy was there, but I wasn't open to it. Peace was there, but I wasn't open to it. I don't want it ever to be said of me, Brother Winkler, that victory was there, but I wasn't open to it. The only thing contingent on my change to make sure that I'm not closed. We're going to take care of that today. And I'm going to get myself open and I'm going to keep myself open. Do you know what you can do? I don't care how contrary it is to your nature. You can get yourself open enough to the Spirit of the Lord that it, it your nature will change and it becomes easy. You know how quick I can get open now? I don't even have to say I love you, Jesus. Just the thought that I'm fixing to tell him I love him. Because I know the possibilities of when I get my heart open. Would you lift your hands right now, open your mouth, and cry out to the Lord. Sing some, Sister Jan. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Don't let me stay the same. Open your heart. Ba 